1: And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
2: On a dying planet, light years from our own, the forces of evil have conspired against us. What target have you chosen? A small planet, in the Omega sector, called Earth. You need only give the word, and it'll be done. The word is given.
0: (laughs) Now, it's up to a group of beings sworn to protect us. Official alert. To save our world. What's the size? 87,000 metric tons. I'd call that big.
2: From the deadliest threat we have ever known. Welcome to They Called This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships, one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Called This a Movie. We're part of the Main Damian Network, and to find more from us, check out the website at themainedamie.com, or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at TheMainDamie. We are also now a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation, and you can find them at gvnation.com. Welcome back to They Call This a Movie. This is Anthony Dalvecchio, and with me as always is Dan Aquino and Mark Myers. Say hello, gentlemen. I'm not always with you. You can't oh, say that. That's, a, that's, that's true. I, I mean, wasn't returning. here last week.
3: I mean, I mean, we didn't do a basketball player movie this week, so obviously Dan's here.
2: Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Dan has returned from America's <laughs> Wang to uh, <laughs> to join us once again. Around, yeah. And yeah.
1: and it, I don't I don't want to be not safe for work here, but I'll say America's Wang, it did what it was supposed to do to me. If you catch my drift, <laughs> uh, it it got me in the wallet. Let's just say that. Yes, but as, it, as
2: it always does. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: and I, uh, I, I two things uh, while watching this movie, I think D and D has finally broken me, in the sense that. Um, while I was watching this movie, um, A, every, the two monsters in the movie immediately made me think, oh, I wonder how many hit points they have sort of, <laughs> sort of thing in my head. And I'm like, that's, nerd. Not a, that's not what a normal <laughs> person thinks. And second, um, you know, I got a notification that like, uh, you know, my commissions for this month came in. And the first thing I thought of was, oh, I can buy those pieces for the D&D map now.
2: Well, that has nothing to do with the movie.
3: No, (laughs) but I was watching the movie when I found it out, and I'm like, D&D has completely broken me.
2: If you're trying to backdoor a reference to Stranger to Amy's, Mark, I know, I see what you're doing.
3: It happens at the end anyway. I don't need to backdoor it. Right, But you did anyway. Why are we backdooring our own podcast?
2: Yeah. (laughs) What are we doing here? (laughs) I thought you were going to say when your commission check came in that you were thinking about rebooting this movie because it probably cost about your commission check (laughs) to make.
1: Probably. I think we, I think if we all pooled our resources, we could probably make this movie.
3: Yeah, yeah. Allison Loman needs some work. So, <laughs>
2: yes. Uh, so uh, this week, the big movie coming out is Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Uh, so we went through Amazon Prime's uh, kaiju movies, essentially. Uh, I started watching Gamera, the Invincible, I think is the name of the movie they have on there. Um, started watching it, uh, realized that it wasn't so bad it's good. It's just kind of like an old movie. So it wasn't mm-hmm. really that much fun to to make fun of. So we dug even deeper and I came across *Craw* exclamation point, the sea monster <laughs> from 1998, directed by Aaron Osborne and Dave Parker. <clears throat> um, before we get into that, Um, I want to discuss what your feelings of Godzilla movies, because I know, Dan, you are especially a fan of Godzilla movies.
1: I am a huge Godzilla fan. Uh, I grew up watching these movies on Saturday mornings. They would have them on TNT. It was like Monster Vision, I believe. And, you know, I would watch, uh, I watched The Good Ones. I watched The Awful Ones, uh, Destroy All Monsters, or... Uh, with all monsters attack. Uh, it always brings me to the. What, what's that one Simpsons reference when uh, they put. When Lisa. Fe- they find out Lisa failed second grade gym and they put her on Monster Island. Mm-hmm. And it, it always brings me back to that. I was like, what they mean is it's not an island, it's a peninsula mm-hmm. or uh, w- whatever it is. What is it? It's an archipelago or something like that, Anne? No, yeah, peninsula. It's peninsula. But uh, yeah, I watched all those. Much movies. like America's Wang. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh they called this a movie brought to you by Florida, America's Wang. <laughs> uh yeah, so I I grew up watching those. I I was looking forward to watching Gamera because they Godzilla and Gamera never meet in the in the in the movies and they're two of Japan's biggest monsters. Uh, Gamera is usually I don't think he's ever evil. Gamera's uh he's the protector. And weird weirdly enough, he's the uh friend of children or something along those lines right he's he's the protector of the universe and friend to children uh what uh, i i grew up watching and i even like the 1998 movie what? which is yeah which is no. kind of come on i do i do i do <laughs> because i it's not a good movie i don't like it because it's a good movie i like it because it's a different spin on godzilla and i just, i saw it for my birthday one year i just i enjoy any godzilla movie really it's
2: I am surprised. Really? Why? I you're the first person I've ever heard to say they'd like that movie. Oh no. That that no, was no. universally like, oh yeah, that movie sucks, right? Everybody? It, it, yeah. But like you could no, get listen. you could get the Senate to agree to that. Unanimous no, decision.
1: I, I'm not i'm in no way saying it's a good movie. I don't like it because it's good. I just like it because it's Godzilla. I'm I am
2: unapologetically
1: like I'll like almost any Godzilla movie. It doesn't like, matter.
2: Like Mitch McConnell and Bernie Sanders would come together to talk about how much, the, how much Godzilla is terrible.
1: Well, no, listen, when I lived in Massachusetts and I worked there, there was a man and his son at my job and they said it was their favorite movie. Wow. Now, I, oh. in no way, shape or form would that ever come close to being my favorite movie
2: their favorite godzilla movie or
1: their favorite movie I, it was one of their favorites they also said that jupiter ascending was better than guardians of the galaxy good lord yeah well that's massachusetts for you they're yeah. dumb as posts uh sorry to anyone who might be listening from massachusetts more like taxachusetts <laughs> boom <laughs> roasting uh no i i like it just because it's a godzilla movie and i i like Hank Azaria. He's fine. He, he does a terrible Brooklyn accent in that. I think I couldn't even tell
3: you. But yeah, uh, uh if, yes, I grew if, up. If you watching have to say it one. with a question mark, it wasn't a good job. No,
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you know, Mechagodzilla, Mothra. Uh, with I, I don't think they're gonna do this in King of the Monsters. But Mothra had the twins who would interpret her, for the <laughs> well, humans. Amazing. I don't think they're gonna do that. But that would be pretty sweet. Uh, even Rodan. Rodan sucked. He was probably my least favorite of the Godzilla monsters, but they look like they they're going to make Rodan pretty cool in this uh Anguirus. I I like them all pretty much. There I don't think there's any monster that I even even Jet Jaguar. He's not a monster, but look up Jet Jaguar. He's a uh, he's a deep cut in Godzilla
2: lore. So, let me ask you a question. Like sure. you said you love the good ones, you love the bad ones. What is considered to be the best one? Well, I guess if you're
1: going off of just strictly the best, then mm-hmm. you got to just say, Gojira, right? The 1950 Godzilla movie, the very first one. Uh, when they got into the 90s, it it became pretty good as well. So they like Godzilla versus Biollante was good. Uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla one and two, or I think it was like Godzilla against Mechagodzilla. The, those movies were really good. My favorite one is the 1985 Godzilla reboot. Uh, there's they, I remember renting it from the local blockbuster and it would open up with Bambi meets Godzilla. Did you ever watch that? No, it's just a very short film and it's Bambi just grazing in a field. And it has the, you know, that, that music playing. I don't know what the name of it is. And, all of a sudden, Godzilla's foot just comes down and stomps Bambi, and that's it. That's that's the short. I just remember that as a kid. I was like, "Oh, that's awesome." Uh, so yeah, the the nineteen eighty five is probably my favorite, and the my least favorite, I think, is All Monsters Attack. But I, I haven't. I, I've seen Godzilla vs. Destroyer. That's a really good one too. That's when uh, Burning Godzilla comes around. So uh, it, it, there's a whole. I think there's like. Twenty plus Godzilla movies out there. God, Godzilla vs. King Kong. I used to. I wore that tape out as a kid. I, I would watch it. It uh, Came out in 1976, I believe. Uh, it's a pretty terrible movie, but that's one of my favorites as well. It's. Okay. and I, I'm looking forward to the 2020 one as as. Uh, it looks like the the reviews are kind of mixed on this one, but I,
2: I hope the Godzilla vs. King Kong one will be good. My only experience with Godzilla, besides the 98 and the 2014 version, is just Monster Madness, um, uh Monster Madness, going through all those kaiju movies. Um, he, he does so, a pretty good job with those. Yeah. I always look forward to those every October. Um, I, think, I think he stopped them, unfortunately. but He did. Yeah. yeah. Come back, Cinemassacers, Monster <laughs> yeah, Madness.
1: Please. <laughs> I looked forward to those. I would uh, watch them on the train yeah. to work. Well what uh, about uh what about you Mark? Are you a yeah. Godzilla fan?
3: Um I've only movie-wise I've only seen 98 and 2014 and um 98 I saw more than necessary cuz it was during that error where I only had there was only like five or six VHSs in my house. And um, Fast and the Furious point. wasn't out yet. And Fast and Furious was not out yet. Uh, so, so what I wasn't was able there to watch? watch. <laughs> yeah, that it was it was like That Varsity Blues and Face Off. So
2: and apparently was... every Jean-Claude Van Damme movie Yes,
3: I've seen. I've seen a good bit of John claude Van Damme movies,
2: um, which he that, which that, he kept kept to himself that, throughout that entire week.
3: Which that I uh, I attribute to my uncle, who you know liked to tape any and all movies that came off HBO. So anytime I visited him in the summer, you know, is when I would get to watch at least one viewing of ridiculous movies. Um, not not only
1: Aunt did Mark keep that from us the whole week that we watched Time Cop, mm-hmm. he kept it from you throughout college rooming together yeah, yeah. right yeah. you guys room together for how we many Never room together oh you did not did.
3: okay i thought you did that's for another episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, that's why we're still friends <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> um yeah so so that's really my only uh in terms of movies um i do remember renting super godzilla for um super nintendo, super nintendo.
1: Yeah, um, and not
3: really understanding it because it's a weird game anyway you, you would get hurt crushing buildings yeah it was That's weird what godzilla
1: was about <laughs> he was all about destroying buildings and killing monsters did not
3: understand that um after seeing this i might try um you know playing it completely legally um uh, <laughs> uh, and just seeing if, if it's any better with age you know or at least my talent of not being a nine-year-old trying to play that game um yeah but the the one uh thing with godzilla is that um it, it seems like a type of movie i would be into you know just ridiculous action and i mean i like the pacific rim so you know that's sort of in the same vein absolutely you know as a as a godzilla um i even use movie pass to see the ridiculous second one Ugh. um Those <laughs> that was a letdown. terrible um but yeah, yeah. No I don't have definitely is not as much experience as, as you do, Dan, um, with this. Um, the and the only thing I remember from the ninety eight Godzilla, despite seeing it a good bit, is that about the uh the nest being in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, That's really all I remember from that movie. <laughs> well,
1: can I I, yeah. I wanna sh- say just how much I love these kind of movies. While I was on vacation in Disney, yeah, one of my favorite moments of the vacation, we got back from the park. It was, it was like 1130. So we stop into the, uh, the food court. We grab us. we we grab a, we grab pizza. We sit down in the food court and guess what's playing Mark or no Pacific Rim. Rib. Pacific Rim is playing. And we, we sat down, we ate pizza, watched Pacific Rim at Disney. And I just thought to myself, it doesn't get any better than this. This is my, did uh, you, this is my heaven.
3: Did it when, when it came on and they were carrying the, uh, the Jaegers around, did you stand up to the people next to you and yell about the helicopters?
1: No, the guy next to me was having a terrible night. Okay. So, yeah, he, <laughs> someone, someone stole his burger.
3: Oh, no.
1: <laughs> yeah, someone stole his burger, and he was not happy. So I don't think he wanted to hear my uh, my issue with how the Jaegers got around on two helicopters. <laughs> Maybe would have cheered yeah. him up. Wouldn't you know? <laughs> I I don't think he, I would have survived. I think he <laughs> probably would have killed me.
2: Uh, so as we mentioned, this week's movie that we are covering is Craw exclamation point the sea monster. Uh, I like it, how that's a it's like a callback to the old monster
1: movies. Where it's like it from another yeah. planet.
2: Yeah. No. It. I. This is this is a weird movie. I'm gonna mm-hmm. be honest with you. Um, I'm not 100% sure what the point of making this movie was. Feels like it's a sort of a parody spoof of kaiju movies, Godzilla movies, but there's not a single joke in this movie. <laughs> um, the audience has to be kids. Um I I it, it's it's a weird existence this movie. Um they throw a lot of things at you. Um, it feels like two different movies. Yeah. Um, it it's just a weird one. It's uh, got an IMDb score of three point two, and the Rotten Tomatoes score does not exist. Not even an audience <laughs> score. Mm. It we stars. Be the first. Yeah. There, there's two. I think reviews of people, but they were not, um, you know, registered critics. Okay. Um, it stars Michael Garan. RL McMurray Teal Marchand and in her first role uh a young actress by the name of Alison Loman who would later yes. go on to play in Drag Me to Hell among other things. Yeah, gamer as well, right? Gamer, Match- Big Fish, uh stick Men. Men. She's a very famous actress. Yeah, that's not bad. Apparently uh has given up acting. She hasn't acted in anything since 2016. I believe she is a uh, an acting uh teacher now. Oh she oh that's cool not bad so. and i think teal and marchand was in a.
1: Uh, it says keenan and kell so that's not bad
2: i think she was in quite a few episodes too
1: yeah from uh 96 to 2000 so yeah. she had a reoccurring role at least yeah
2: unfortunately this... this is rl mcmurray's only performance mm. as bobby maycheck bobby maycheck hold on let me, let me... i gotta May... see I where am i i'm not seeing him bobby maycheck is the biker
1: Oh, who I thought was Donald Lu, uh, Donald Donald yeah. It looks yeah. just like him. It really did. I was I like, oh man, this is when they say you have to really like earn it. This mm-hmm. is earning it. If that was him, yeah. Uh, this might be the most incompetent movie we've watched.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, I don't. I don't. If they were trying to go for competence, or they weren't. You know what I mean? Like you were saying, were they trying to spoof? So maybe they didn't want to make it seem competent but I, I think they
2: were trying to I, I, think
1: I everyone was trying their best here
2: yeah i i it's it's hard to, to pinpoint what exactly the point of making this movie was uh yeah. the the writer went on to write a whole bunch of movies he a lot of a lot of horror movies i think he wrote like hellraiser bloodline or one, one of the hellraiser sequels uh, he wrote a bunch of demon uh not uh, like demonic toys and puppet master sequels, okay. so he's got a, a bunch of um horror um stuff to his credit, mostly you know, direct to video stuff and B level stuff, yeah. But yeah, I just don't. This, this movie has a sequel, too, as yeah. Mark pointed out. Um, it has the name of the sequel is The Planet Patrol, and Alison Loman also stars in that one, yeah.
3: It's,
1: well, yeah. You got
2: to start somewhere, man. It's a yeah. it's a baffling. Yeah, this
3: this uh this movie um puts a little hole in my uh, one cousin's theory about if you add an exclamation point to a title, it just makes it better.
2: No, I, know. I mean we is... ha- we haven't seen a version of this movie <laughs> without the exclamation point. So, point who, so who knows?
3: Who knows, right?
2: I, I'm gonna say I'll
1: give it credit for doing the man in the rubber suit. I yeah. to me, I love that schlockiness. Sure. And it's not a bad rubber
2: suit either. Like, no, it's actually that's one thing that I did note. I was like, you know what, that's not a bad suit. Yeah. Right. If if they had a large budget, I feel like a
1: lot of it went into the suit. Uh, some yeah. of the set pieces are okay.
2: Uh, I think the first miniature set piece was pretty well done. It's the, the gas station. The gas right? station. Yeah. 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 With the it's pulp company. onion. Yeah. I think it was well done. Like there's just one shot where he throws the Paul Bunyan Mm -hmm. and the gas station bounces a little bit when he drops it. (laughs) Uh, Other than that, I thought that, that scene was well, well crafted. Yeah. Um, It seems like it gets worse as the movie goes on. They might've shot this in order.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's, I think the next scene, the next shot of the monster is him going through a a, a city and you could tell it's like toy cars, cardboard,
3: Those are definitely some Hot Wheels or Matchbook cars. Yeah, cards. yeah. It,
1: it it wasn't. I think Anthony's right. It just goes a little bit
2: downhill each scene that it's in. Because like even like even the first even the first miniature scene has like explosions. It has mm-hmm. a tanker truck moving. All like the next scene that's in in the city, none of the cars are moving. None of the, like yeah. like they, they don't do any. There's not like an extra mile thing to kind of like sell it. Right. Uh, and like there's some background noise of just cars honking but nothing moving yeah there's nothing that's immer- there's no immersion in those scenes
1: hey um, i and they don't even have you know how in the godzilla movies where they would show him moving through the city and then pan to people running right i mean obviously they're not in the same scene as the man in the rubber suit so why not just do that you have people screaming running just have a uh a point of view shot that way. And then you could just have craw moving through the city. Uh, Mm -hmm. My question to you guys, would you like to have been in that suit at any point? Just to, if some, one of these guys said, Hey, listen, we need someone to be in the suit. Would you do it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) I've always (laughs) wanted to, when I was a kid, I thought that was the coolest thing. So
2: I thought that would be a lot of fun. Just not just stomp on some shit. Just yeah, knock, knock shit over. Absolutely. I have one question, and it comes up every time there's something that's huge, especially um, Avengers. It happens with Giant Man. Mm. Why, when something is so huge, do they move in slow motion?
1: That mean, yeah, I guess because there's more mass, right? I, right.
2: I yeah, just, maybe. I don't know. So, do ants see us as moving in slow motion? I think
1: they do perceive time more slowly than uh than we do
2: i just Uh, always wonder that
1: (laughs) yeah i'm not well you know how insects have quicker reaction times Mm -hmm. i think that's because they view things slower so when they see our hand coming to swat it away it's moving at a fraction of the speed that it actually is i guess or they perceive it i i don't want (laughs) to i I i'm i'm not a (laughs) (laughs) A
2: bug a bug guy
1: yeah, I don't really know, to be honest. But that would be my theory. If there's a scientist out there or a zoologist who knows these things, I'm sure we could actually look it up. We could Google this, and it, the answer would be there. But I'm I'm too lazy. Yeah. Mark, were you going to
2: say something?
3: Yeah, I'm just... Yeah, for some... I don't have time to look it up. But <laughs> we, weren't ex-
2: we weren't expecting an answer from you, Mark. No, no, weren't. no, no, no. I
3: had, no. I was thinking of something in my head, like... Um, it one of the back reaches of my mind was something like it was, it's either velocity or acceleration is something to do with mass. So I wonder if people are doing like some eighth grade science and going, Well, usually I was taught then that when it's more mass, things you know, it takes more to make it go fast. So yeah, we'll play this in slow motion sort of thing but i couldn't i was trying to look up real fast while Dan was talking to see which one it was but um you failed it's probably just have time
2: it's probably just more dramatic really that's probably all it comes down to yeah Yeah,
3: exactly
1: exactly. seeing it stomp on things in slow motion it's yeah it's cooler uh by the way i flies perceive time slower there you go so yeah there you go but uh yeah i i think it's in terms of godzilla giant man I guess it's just because they're so they're so much heavier at that point. It's tougher yeah. to move faster. Yeah. But you you cover more ground obviously when you're 300 feet tall,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? You're how long are those foot are those uh, foot strides, right? Sure. I mean, a couple hundred feet, I'd imagine. Yeah. So it, it all ways or it all evens out, I suppose. Or not. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I don't know why giant man moves slow. <laughs> 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 We'd have to ask. Uh, well, We can't because he's dead. Never mind. I was gonna say we'd have to ask Stanley, but I'll mm. ask the Russos. I was—I was i was, there, I was
3: swore. Swore there for a second. I thought you were gonna say Paul Rudd. We can ask Paul yeah, Rudd. We can't, Paul Rudd. He's dead. Wait, what? <laughs> what happened? Oh, you didn't hear? Yeah. No. Uh.
1: Yeah. I don't know, but that—that's—that's uh, that's a good question because you see, obviously, Godzilla is very lumbering. Uh. He's, and I think it's just to make it look cooler. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm gonna go with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Okay. Uh. If there's any other points. Before we head into the plot,
3: no, I'm just I'm just really glad that this was probably the shortest movie we ever watched. Yes,
2: it was was a nice movie, like you said, very nice. (laughs) Uh, Let's go right into the plot. Uh, So as we mentioned, uh, it the runtime of this movie is 69 minutes, uh, one hour, one hour and nine minutes, as they put it on IMDb. The 69 minutes, two of those minutes happen to be the opening credits against black. In the, yes. in the very beginning it's a very long <laughs> opening so that's two minutes which is nearly three percent of this movie <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it's amazing that's a probably a no-no
2: that they teach you in film school don't do yeah. that yeah they could have had something in the background to make it a little more if they're going to stretch it out for two fucking minutes <laughs> have something something going on um we open up after the credit scene. Uh, the dark planet Proyas, and we meet our villain, Lord Doom, who is very <laughs> cold. That is his dilemma: is that he's cold. He <laughs> is currently living close to the planet core of Planet Proyas. Uh, the planet is slowly dying, um, and Lord Doom is a combination of Lord Zed from Power Rangers and Doctor Doom. Yes, yeah, uh, I, I picked that up immediately. <laughs> Yeah, and a lot of this movie feels very much like a Power Rangers movie. And yes, uh, it feels like a Power Rangers episode stretched out to sixty-nine minutes. Yeah. Uh,
1: I, I thought he he also kind of had a Skeletor vibe to him. Sure. Uh, it, it was every generic '80s villain, mm-hmm. and it, it seemed uh, mumrah from uh, Thundercats. It, it had a he was very corny, and I kind of dug it. Yeah.
2: Um, so his whole plan is Because they're living on a planet That is currently dying They need to find an, a warmer one That they can inhabit So they find Earth Him and his henchman by the name of Chamberlain Which is a <laughs> odd name, name for a henchman <laughs>
1: right. Chamberlain, get in here <laughs> I was not expecting The person who played Chamberlain To come out in that scene Yes. I thought I thought it would be someone equally as uh silly looking you know what I mean how, how doom looks silly this guy it's just just, just a, a little person just a little person yep Chamberlain the little person
3: yeah yeah so yeah. Go ahead. I'm assuming that has to be an inside joke
2: you know on there he's, the, the, he's the not, writer he's not wilt Chamberlain he's a little person named Chamberlain yeah
3: yeah that'd be something like that either the, the writer knows somebody named Chamberlain you know that he wanted to do it had to have some meaning because that's as a guy who has had to come up with fake names um i think he just looked in the phone book you know (laughs) yeah, exactly it's 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 either something really dumb and stupid like that or there's some connection where he thought you know oh people are gonna laugh about this stop
2: trying to give neil marshall stevens an out (laughs) mark He could just a moron. Stop stop trying to meet him halfway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so basically, like I said, the whole point is that Lord Doom is cold and needs to find something. So they send out um, an agent, uh, a kaiju agent to um, destroy a civilization on Earth. And that is Kra the sea monster. Um, So they send... Uh, a the sea monster down to Earth and I'm just thinking how long is this plan supposed to take um, now what do you mean because like he's sending down Kra to destroy the world but the Kra's not that big he can't destroy the world in like a, a day no like, they say he's about, about 200 s- feet right so it's like you know there's like 5 billion people in 1998 living on on, the, in, on Earth I feel like that that's going to take some time I don't I think feel like Lord just... Doom has that kind of time
1: I guess he just needed to destroy a city, maybe, and that
2: would that would be it. And I feel like the 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 planet patrol kind of, <laughs> or more specifically, their agent by the name of, where is it? Uh, Magyar. Patrol. Magyar says that Lord Doom's M.O. is sort of just destroying civilization so he can live on the planet. Right, he doesn't destroy the planet, he just destroys the civilization. So, like, if you're going to destroy a civilization of five billion people, that's going to take some time if you're just, like, one, two hundred (laughs) foot.
1: Right, assuming it
2: has to rest. Yeah, and again, we mentioned how he's in slow motion, so it takes him a while to destroy a single small city. It's really a city block he destroys. Right, yeah, he's not really going... It's going to take a full day
1: to destroy New York. And he's not really doing a whole lot of damage. Yeah. Right yeah, it's and... it's just
2: a little by little here. Yeah. yeah. Like and... he, if if he goes to New York, he's going to look up at the Empire State Building and be like, ah, this is going to take a little <laughs> this is going to take a little more effort than I was expecting. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I would love to see that in a kaiju movie.
1: Just looks up at a building, ah, oh jeez.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh god, I got I got to <laughs> sit
1: down for a bit. Yeah, it's like I just destroyed
2: <laughs> Brooklyn and Queens. I should have done this first. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, like it's a smoke break right <laughs> and uh what are, what's the uh the tallest building is in what bangladesh not bangladesh uh oh what is it it's like in Dubai. india isn't it or it's like saudi arabia is Dubai. right Dubai. Dubai. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. he sees that building oh god <laughs> what is going on here
2: <laughs> it's like oh my god there's two of them like the <laughs> one in kuala i think it's kuala lumpur <laughs> or the like the ones from uh entrapment that they were in <laughs> God that, damn it just got to take a got to take a quick smoke break here <laughs> uh, This is going to take a forever This is going to take a forever to walk from New York to Boston That would be a pretty sweet uh like uh, like
1: turn like you put it on its head kind of in the Kaiju movie where he really doesn't want to destroy these buildings <laughs> it's, just, it's it's so much work. It's not as easy as you think it is, guys.
2: Yeah, It's yeah. You Just like see him like struggling to push them over. <laughs> yeah, getting a running start and just like bouncing into it.
1: <laughs> right. All like, right. I'll get it this time. I got it this time. Got to go
2: lower. Got to lower the shoulder.
1: <laughs> I I would watch that movie. I would
2: absolutely watch that movie. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Craw the sea monster uh, touches down uh, on Earth. Um... But Chamberlain makes Lord Doom aware of the one problem that might pose for their plan, might step in the way, is the Planet Patrol. And the Planet Patrol is a bunch of plucky teens that probably would have died in Star Trek, living on their own version of a Death Star. Yep. Um, and
1: it never works. Nope. Right? It, it, throughout the whole movie, it's always powered down.
2: Yep. Uh, that, it, it, this is where we meet... Our crew, which includes Allison Lohman's first film role, um, she plays Curtis, the Planet Patrol member with psychic abilities. She's a uh, she's
3: a double P level.
2: Double P level, which nobody know, understands what that means, <laughs> and nobody believes her. So I guess they literally made up that uh, <laughs> that distinction for her personally.
1: And it and her psychic powers don't always work.
2: Yeah, uh, and it's I think that's little... the only time I've ever heard that from a psychic. They're iffy. That right. was like that was the the script note of like well, why didn't she just use her psychic powers, right? <laughs> yeah, like oh well, because she can only do it sometimes. There goes, <laughs> just writes it in the margin. <laughs> right, that, <laughs> it's unreliable.
1: That's, that's such a uh, cop out. Yeah. Like all right, well, we want to make her interesting, but we don't have the budget to do it really. So yeah, let's just say it works sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so they're they're tracking Kra's arrival to Earth, and their plan originally was to, you know, go to Earth themselves, teleport down there, but as they were about to, they get neutralized by Lord Doom's forces, and uh, basically the power is shut off, um, which also destabilizes their core, which, uh, given enough time, will cause their entire ship to explode like a star. Uh, basically, they just didn't, they figured out ways to not combine the two stories. There's, yeah. there's two stories going on right in this movie. And because there are two directors, one of which only directed the Lord Doom and the Planet Patrol parts, it's sort of obvious that they had two ideas for a movie and they smashed it together at some point. Um, whether that was in the script writing phase or the filming phase is remains to be seen. But either way, it seems like these were two ideas that they smashed together somehow. But um, this was basically their way of making a movie between these two stories and never having them yeah. touch.
3: Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, the, the one thing I got to give it to um, is that, I think this is what you said with it being like kind of incomprehensible in terms of the plot, is the ways they sort of stayed in danger on the... On the uh, on the Death Star thing while also helping out the people on, you know, earth at the same time. And it just not my, I couldn't understand, well, how much, how, how much trouble are they in? Like what exactly? Like it kept changing every time they need it to have them sort of, um, interact with the other half of the story.
2: Well, they, they say in the, in the beginning, um, basically they could keep the, um, they could keep the core from exploding, but they really can't do much of anything. Like they could only focus their pat, the power on keeping the, the core stabilized. And then they do things to help. Then the captain decides to do things to help out the people on earth. And that pulls the power from keeping the core stabilized. And that puts them into danger. Um, now I, I couldn't really follow
1: the planet patrol. Mm-hmm. their storyline was so utterly
2: boring there there's no story it's, yeah, it's... really I maybe maybe in planet patrol the movie there's a story there um there's a there's scenes at the end that pop up and I'm like where did this where this part of the movie come from yeah it's like, so an actual disjointed fight scene between lord yeah. lord doom and the captain of the Planet Patrol. was Like, what? They've been sitting on this for the whole movie?
3: Yeah, yeah. John Wick, eat your heart out.
2: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Surprisingly violent for a movie Mm -hmm. that can only be directed towards children. This has no other audience, but for, like, eight-year-olds? It's like anything over 10 is too mature for this
1: movie. I'm going to be honest with you. When I first started watching this, I got a little confused... With all of my uh, adult film watching, because it had the same uh, like you're, feel you're, to it.
3: You were wondering why they all had their clothes on,
1: right? right. It kind <laughs> of felt like this was this was just the beginning of a
2: uh, like soft core, oh yeah, Skin,
1: okay. skinamax kind of thing.
2: It feels the the Planet Patrol feels very much like Emmanuel in Space. Yes, probably, maybe. I don't know.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah I assume. It-
3: the, the best is. part about the um, Planet Patrol stuff is Mark's hey, real good. What? <laughs>
2: no. It's real good. No, 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 no. <laughs> the, um, it's real good.
3: It's real good. Um, is that you can tell that this is like uh, Alison Lumen's one of her first roles because she's really the only one of the three giving like a hundred percent in in all of her lines and scenes. It well, um, wound
1: up making making uh, making her better for it. Didn't yeah. It?
3: Yeah, she stood out in the movie Yeah, um, because of it. Um, not that it was a high bar to cross, but... Right. <laughs> but, yeah, she gave 100%. And also, um, in those scenes, it, the other guy that wasn't the leader just felt like at every opportunity he had, he had to put a hand on Alison Lohman. <laughs> like, on, on her shoulder. And then when he's resting, he sort of starts petting her head when she wakes up from being knocked unconscious. And I'm just like, that guy was just... He's like, I'm taking advantage
2: of this. Yeah, it it seemed like they also sensed or sensed that she would be a better actress than everybody else because she seemed like she spent about two extra hours in the makeup chair and the hair, you know, hair and makeup um, while all the other ones looked like they just got ready for an episode of Wishbone. Yeah. (laughs) Wishbone. Good reference. Um, Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, But... No, I mean this. It's such a such a weird, like it's a weird part to have in a kaiju movie, and that's one of the reasons why I want because they they leave it all on the line there too in the trailer. They show every every aspect of this weird weird movie, um, in the trailer. So I was like, well, we got to do a kaiju movie, and this one has an obvious Doctor Doom ripoff, mm-hmm. and then it also has an obvious Star Trek ripoff. Uh, Like, we'd totally have to watch this movie. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
2: Um, But it comes off as just so odd. So it's got to be, like, two scripts mashed together. um, And just, like, with very minimal effort to the point of, in this scene, there's an unfinished green screen shot. There's literally a scene. They cut, and there is still a green screen that has not been keyed out by anything. Yeah, I think it gives the movie character.
3: Yeah, yeah. there's isn't there one scene too where it's like definitely the the uh the cgi wasn't finished on it or whatever oh yeah it's the one that has like the ticking time at the bottom
2: there is there's time code on on the shot um and it looks like they ran out of money yeah um (laughs) yeah this i laughed out loud at that part this movie has it might be the lowest budget movie we've watched it's definitely the most incompetent but i don't have any numbers for it it's just it feels super cheap. Do you think this uh, was lower than uh, Wizard of Paws? I yes. think so. I think so. At the very least, it looks cheaper. No. Well, right, so it's gotta be right up there with it. It's probably close. Um, I think this movie is worse put together than that movie, though.
1: Yes. I, I man, that's really hard to say, though. But, I mean, this had like set pieces at least and better oh no i can't say that i was gonna say it had better graphics but that's no, no. that's an awful awful lie <laughs> i, I have,
2: mean it's I, it's crazy i uh, mean
3: well was it a pause didn't have a uh a mini uh alien that spoke with an italian accent
2: oh yeah oh, oh an God, offensive didn't to italian it. that. We, we still haven't gotten to that we're yeah. obviously we're talking around the plot because there isn't much of a plot but
3: no um
1: Yes. Yeah, so there's a an alien, like a he kinda looks like one of the the creatures in Halo, the grunts.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh he's in
2: an egg, I think, right? He's in an egg of some sorts. So let's let's just get into it. So yeah. Frog gets sent down to the earth. He fucks up a truck stop, which we already touched upon. Probably the best part of the movie in terms of quality of the of the filmmaking. It's it's well done in terms of miniatures, there's like explosions. It it feels like it, it feels like that could be like a, a, a giant two hundred foot monster. Yes. Um, so with the planet patrol neutralized, they send an operative. They say um, down to Earth to to stop try and stop this this uh, craw. Um, they he's gonna go go there with no weapons, but he's gonna have to try and figure it out. That's where we uh, cut to um, a New Jersey diner where. Biker Bobby Maycheck. <laughs> uh, spe- uh, he uh, walks into a diner um, right at closing time, like a real asshole. <laughs> yep. And oh, uh, meet- that's right. He he asks for non. He asks for what is it? Non decaf. No, he asks for decaf tea. Decaf. He's like, and she's like, you got you get this tea bag in hot water is what you're gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> and he meets Alma James, who's the diner owner. Um, and this is where the uh, triangular object crash lands in the middle of the diner. And we meet our, uh, our Italian speaking uh, operative. He kind of looks like a turtle mixed with the decomposing sandwich. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. Good way to I, put it. I don't. Yeah. I think that's probably the the best way to go about saying yeah. what this thing is. Yeah.
2: So my favorite part of this whole movie is Bobby Maycheck with his backstory yeah. and everything, yeah. Because uh, Bobby is a biker and he looks like a biker. He's got long hair, long beard, leather jacket, leather pants. Um, but he also spent a few semesters in med school, and then he uh, interned on the Voyager space program. You don't <laughs> so know don't, the <laughs> don't judge a book by your its cover, folks. And it's uh, really bad wig. Yeah. Voyager, if for those who are unaware, Voyager 1 and 2 were launched in 1977 to study the outer solar system. Uh, Voyager 1 became the first human made object to reach interstellar space in 2012. So he's a uh, part of history with that, Bobby Maycheck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I remember learning about him in uh, high school history. So yeah, There you go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the this uh, spaceship crash lands into the Diner. Um, Bobby is pretty excited to see it. He's like, these are not one of uh, our satellites, I can tell you that. And then it opens up and we meet Magyar, our planet patrol operative. He currently only speaks Italian at this moment. For what reason? Oh, they uh, get to it. They yeah,
3: get to they, it. Get there. they get there.
2: While well, he needs get there. to be in Napoli. Um, as it crash lands, uh, it uh, awakens the, uh, the government uh, has been tracking it, I guess. They uh, track it to the diner. But by the time they get there, the uh, Bobby and Alma have left the diner uh, along with Magyar. Next scene is at Alma's apartment. Uh, Bobby shows up with an Italian to English textbook and Magyar immediately reads it in about 30 seconds. And rather than have an Italian, uh, rather than speaking Italian, he now speaks English with an Italian accent. Um, he was looking for Napoli, but wound up in New Jersey, as as one does. Um, and he says that he was trying to get to Napoli because he needs access to a weapon, and that was the only—he—that f- was a research facility in Napoli that has the equipment he needs to at least make the weapon. I don't remember if they have the weapon or he needs their power to make one. But
3: yeah, it's- yeah, the—he says the only place in the world that has all the uh, items that he needs is this uh, atomic um, facility in um, in Napoli. Um, which again, apparently, is where Kra lands, you know. Right. Because uh, uh, we find out later why. Uh, so that means Kra can travel really quickly over water.
2: It looks like we we lost Dan. Um, I don't know if uh, the uh, the authorities he ran afoul of down in America's Wang got a hold of him, or uh, maybe Craw um, destroyed his yeah. house. But um, for whatever reason. It's um probably he most is not likely, here anymore.
3: it's probably most likely florida man
2: yeah florida, man. uh he is no longer here uh, hopefully we'll have him uh, <laughs> back for next episode um or maybe he'll eventually join us again but we're gonna try and move on without him because uh, the longer we spend on this movie the worse off our lives are yeah. um so i am trying to remember where we are oh yes we are at alma's apartment um the government finds um, the three of them there and they take them all into custody. And Bobby's got this choice line of, haven't you guys ever heard of the Constitution? As he's getting arrested. Um, <laughs> again, Bobby, Bobby is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, he's... Um, uh, so uh, we move on. They take them to a government facility that seems to have like a dojo or something. Yeah. The The walls are what you would expect in like a, a Japanese house or something like that. Yeah. It's its weird. Um, which is very distracting during the interrogation scene. Cause you could just see through the walls of people walking around.
3: Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The uh, the best part about it, you can tell how cheap the movie was to be made because um, you could very, very much think that the, the diner, her apartment, and this were probably all shot on the same set, like mm-hmm. not not just the same studio setup with different, like literally they just redressed the set. Yeah, you know.
2: Yeah, it's probably probably pretty close. Um, uh, so they're interrogating Bobby and Alma. Um, then at that point, suddenly Kra, I guess he he knows he knows where Magyar is. Yeah, he seems um, to be tracking him. Seems to be tracking him, so he shows up. And then these outside shots of uh wrecking shit. It, it makes it look like they're, they're being held at like an oil refinery.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it just looked like, yeah. It just looked like whatever pieces, uh, the set designer had like his kids toys had around.
2: Yeah. There's like towers yeah. and, yeah. uh, yeah. Like power plant looking buildings that are just getting fucked up big time. Um, well, this is where we we meet the uh, the government agents. Uh, I did write down one of his names, but I don't remember what it was. Um,
3: yeah, they were they were meaningless.
2: Captain Rurik. Oh no no that's uh, that's Planet Patrol guy. That's fine. Uh, There's government eight head, government agent head one, and then okay. he's got two lackeys that uh, look exactly alike. Uh, I had a hard time telling them apart. Yeah, but. Um, in the melee, Magyar escapes and hides in the in the ventilation system. And while he's in there, he overhears a phone call uh, the agency head makes, and he's able to um, hear his call sign, his access yep. code, um, and hears the phone number that he dialed. Yeah,
3: uh, and doesn't know how um, telephones work apparently.
2: Yeah. So after that, he helps Bobby and Alma escape through the ventilation system. And Krah is destroying the base. Um, this is some bad miniature work. Yeah, here. Yeah, it's real bad. Um, but while this is going on, Planet Patrol is uh monitoring it, and they uh Captain Rurik he diverts their power to um send Magyar's mothership down to I think, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, Sends mo- yeah. Magyar's mothership directly into Kra to knock him out giving Magyar and Bobby and Alma a chance to escape Um, during this. This is the special effects scene that still has the time code on it. Um, And it seems like unfinished um, graphics because it's easily the worst graphics that we see. We've seen some bad graphics in this, in this movie Um, specifically anything that happens in space. The, the uh, planet patrol ship is all special effects and this is easily the worst. This is like, Nine, Windows ninety five screensaver.
3: <laughs> uh, yep, yeah, yeah. That, that's the same thing I was thinking. Was it, it looked like something that someone had done on like an early three D model program yeah. from from like the early nineties.
2: Like a CAD drawing that you did in yeah. seventh grade. Yeah. Uh, man, I miss seventh grade computer class. <laughs> um. So they the three of them managed to escape and they hide up in a hotel in a hotel. Um, Bobby shaves off his beard and hair, and I was super disappointed that this happened. I wanted him to keep that be- great beard and and long hair. Um, yeah,
3: yeah, he just essentially took off the wig and, <laughs> off the beard. That was, uh, it was so terrible.
2: <laughs> way way to ruin the immersion. Art. So
3: terrible. Um,
2: <laughs> uh, so at this point, Magyar develops a plan to build the weapon that he was trying to get to Napoli for here. But he needs about $20 million to build it, and needs a lot of resources and a lot of time. Yeah. But luckily, this is where the fact that he uh, recognized the access—he remembers the access code the government agent gave, and uh, he recognized the phone number dial tone, so they're able to call um, whoever it was that the government agent called, give the access code and demand um, the resources needed at, at a facility in order to build it. Um, Bobby calls in the request as if he was a government agent, which is a crime. Yes. Um, can't pose as a federal agent or a government employee. Um so they go into the government facility, uh the government agents realize where they're gonna be, so they go there too. When they get there, the plan is in full effect. The weapon is just about ready. And uh, it looks
3: like an etch a, not an etch sketch, um what is it? Um a rector set. Yeah. You know, design.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that the the crane is pretty terrible in this uh, scene yeah um, but Kra follows Magyar again tracking him and at this point planet Patrol is in dire straits. their core is gonna blow up in five minutes. They're trying to help out but they just don't have the ability to do so. Essentially the weapon that uh, Magyar has built is a giant laser. Um, as Kra approaches he's uh, fucking some shit up again um yeah. and he knocks out the power that's so um, great so bobby it, has to go it looks
3: like he walks into a spider web
2: yeah he just kind of kind of knocks it down so bobby has to go and try and fix the problem as the government agents storm the facility um and the agent stops bobby before he could fix the problem yeah. which uh, the, really all he had to do was literally plug in a giant plug yeah,
3: that that obscenely large plug was yeah. was was pretty well done.
2: It's like he stre- its like he he was vacuuming and stretched the vacuum further yeah. than it could go, and it fell out of the outlet, and he needs yeah. to plug it back in. That is essentially the problem. Yeah, yeah uh,
3: and this and this is the point where Alison Lohman uh, does the uh, universal sign for she's using psychic powers. Mm-hmm. She puts the two fingers up to her temples.
2: Yeah. So Magyar tries to talk to the head agent. No deal. Um, but he subdues one of the other agents with an electrical handshake. Cause that, that's a thing. Um, yep. as Mark mentioned, planet patrol is trying to get power on, but meanwhile, Curtis trying to use her psychic powers on craw to kind of keep him in place for the, uh, the weapon. Um, Alma jumps the head agent. Um, and Bobby is able to plug the weapon back in. Um, but as he does, he gets electrocuted by electricity. Um, yeah, essentially. Oh, uh, the government agent's name is Bridger. Uh, oh, jeez. And he pissed the whips Alma, which is probably a crime. Which <laughs> crime? Yeah. Uh, but meanwhile, Planet Patrol, uh, Curtis says she, she can't do it alone. She needs to focus everyone's psychic energy in order for her to control Kra more. So, uh so I said uh, the Bobby plugs the weapon back in. um Kra gets hit right in the chest with the beam. And Planet Patrol is able to redirect the beam using their psychic energy yeah. to send the beam right to them. The beam jump starts their base's power supply as the weapon blows up Kra it blows itself up as well and the day is saved on Earth.
3: So so they they essentially made that weapon into like a a giant, like, uh, crash pat, uh, like paddles, sort of thing, like jump starting. Yeah. The the um
2: defibrillator.
3: Defibrillator. That was the word I was looking for.
2: You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Now that the now that the cross is destroyed, the planet patrol um, sets their focus to Lord Doom, so they teleport to Lord Doom's uh, planet. Captain Rorick. I guess they have some some history
3: yeah that's why we got to see the sequel
2: yeah uh and then they fight and this comes out of nowhere like a choreographed fight scene uh comes out of nowhere rurik fights lord doom as two other people chase around chamberlain uh
3: yeah, the the funny part about this scene and i don't know if you had the same thought was as watching it i was like how is the corman fantastic four fight scene a lot better than this yeah like i think it's amazing
2: I think the the Corman Fantastic Four movie is probably the closest to this movie of what we've done in terms of budget or yeah. like production value, because um, this scene this scene feels like a lower budget version of something you would see in that. Yeah. Um, it's it's really ridiculous, but it's like it's a, a kind of a violent like. Uh, fight scene a little bit it kind of just doesn't mesh well with the rest of the movie the rest of the movie isn't um, you know besides the pistol whipping of Alma which also is frightening uh, this is a scene that just kind of comes out of nowhere it just feels really off Um, and uh, before long Captain Rorick defeats Lord Doom they uh, arrest Lord Doom as well as Chamberlain and Put them in like animal cages, because I guess that's what yeah. Planet Patrol does, and uh, all's right in the world. Magyar returns to Planet Patrol base, and it squares everything away with the government for Bobby and Alma, so Bobby's still alive. That's good. Good. But um, apparently, now that Magyar's ship has been destroyed, uh, he's stuck talking with an Italian accent for the rest of his foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, and then we cut. That's it. That's the end of the movie. This movie has uh, another four minutes of credits, leaving to a total of six minutes of credits, which works out to about 8.6% of the actual movie's runtime. <laughs> uh, yeah, this movie was weird. Yeah. It was weirder. It was weird in a different way than I thought it would be weird. Yeah. Um, like I said, I saw the trailer and I saw, you know, fake Doctor Doom, uh, Star Trek Fleet Command. And then Kaiju was like, oh, man, this movie is going to be batshit insane. It was. It, just kind of, it was just kind of a movie that was made for kids, I guess, by people that didn't really know how to make a movie for kids. No.
3: Yeah, the um, only, only thing they seemed to realize, and we've pointed out a bunch so far, is that the best person they hired for the spoofy was Alison Lohman, and they tried to feature her as much as possible.
2: Yeah, but they didn't really do a good job of it either. No, like but,
3: yeah. She was the one that stood out. She was in the center of almost every shot when they went back to the, the base. Right. You know, they, they made sure she was noticeable.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think they knew what they had. I mean, she's obvious, you know, compared to everybody, she's obviously a star in this movie, even for such a small role. Yeah. Um, Compared to everybody else. It, Uh, yeah, it's just, I feel like there's mm. a way to make this movie. Like, if you're gonna make a kaiju movie for kids, yeah, you have to strip a lot of this movie out. Um, Bobby and Alma, they they don't. I, like I said, I love Bobby. Um, I think what you do is you you take you take the the Planet Patrol storyline and you pair them up with Magyar, and you kind of put them on Earth. To no. fight um, Craw, I think that's how you make this movie make a little more sense. Like you send the, you send, you send Alison Lohman's character, the other dude that was supposed to go to Earth to fight Craw, pair them up with this weird turtle looking thing, uh, send them to Earth so they have to kind of uh, assimilate into Earth and try and fight with trying to keep a low profile. Yeah, maybe and, have yeah. them meet up with Bobby and Alma. I, I was just gonna say at least
3: Bobby, you can have him be that guy that used to work for NASA or whatever, and finally gets to meet an alien. But Mm -hmm. not just one, just two aliens, and one of them looks like me, you know, sort of thing. Because obviously, they don't explicitly say it, but just the way they talk about Earth, you can tell that the Planet Patrol people are not from Earth.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're humanoids. Humanoid creatures that look just like us, but are not. Um, But yeah, I think that's... uh, it was mercifully short. Um, it did feel a little bit long at times, to be honest yeah, with you.
3: I actually checked the runtime a couple of times.
2: Yeah. So, it, so it's mercifully only sixty nine minutes. Uh, but it, yeah, I think there there is a there is a way to simplify this. Like again, I don't understand what this movie's purpose was. Again, if this was supposed to be a spoof of kaiju movies. Yeah, it's not funny. It's not and there's no intent. There's not like it's not not funny in that there's the, all the jokes fall flat. There are no jokes in this movie. Really? There's yeah. Maybe... Yeah.
3: You, yeah. And, and the way to improve it, like we said, was you, you could do like a Bobby be like a buddy cop thing sort of where he's like the, you know, the one the, the the straight man and the Magyar could be, you know, given all the punchline jokes to them and just sort of in a, in a kiddie way, kind of like, you know, we, we made the comparison to, uh, Power Rangers, mm-hmm. but just sort of how Power Rangers, um, you know, had that, um, sort of jokes on top of, um, you know, the, the insanity that seemed to only get one part of that. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then like, if it's as a kid's movie, they're focusing on two middle-aged people, which is weird. Yeah. Which, and they have the, this the team of spunky teens stuck on a ship where they do nothing the entire movie (laughs) it's like it's like if that's the if that's the appeal to get the kids in the seats like oh look at this look at this cool team of of teens doing stuff they don't do anything Um, they do nothing at all which i think again kind of leads to the fact that these were two different movies um that they kind of stitched together in some really weird way um because if if it wasn't, then that would it would make like, it, is it possible that they because there's a quote unquote sequel? Is it possible that they just shot more footage when they were shooting the maybe the the sequel was supposed to be the movie? They shot extra scenes to fill the oh. runtime of another movie, or is it? Did they run out of money for Craw the sea monster? So they they kind of tacked on this other these other scenes that they had a budget for allocated for another movie? Yeah. It's something like that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm quickly while you're thinking about this, looking up um, you know, Planet uh Patrol and see if that is also an hour because that'll um uh, yeah, let's see. Because my thought is maybe it was one movie, and I don't know why it got split into, you know, two separate movies.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I am trying to... a Patrol here. 1999 was... Does it say... Where is the runtime? I don't know. I'm on IMDb as
3: well, if that's where yeah. you are. And I can't find it.
2: Weird. Um, but. it's got an even lower IMDb rating. of 2.6, um... And it's not directed by either of the guys that directed uh, this movie, although it is written by the same person. Yeah. It what what I'm going to suggest because both of these were done by the same company. Obviously, they ran out of money for the first movie. They yeah. <laughs> so they only were able to shoot about half of the runtime. They quickly because this movie was the Planet Patrol wasn't made much later after that. Um. Got funding for their film or a second movie, and then they use some of that movie to fill out the runtime of *Craw* uh, yeah. exclamation point and *The Sea Monster*.
3: Yeah, yeah, because it looks like you know there's a pulse pounders or something. It says in one of the posters, you know, family sci-fi with an edge, which Although, is a very late '90s thing.
2: Alma James does make an appearance in uh, *Planet Patrol*.
3: Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming you're, you're right. It's the it's the awful movie version of Infinity War and Endgame. Sure. You know they shot it all at once and then
2: split it into two movies. <laughs> sure. It's Kill Bill volumes one and two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think that's that's based on the fact that there is a green screen shot missing. There is a time coded graphic effect effects shot. I think there was a problem with production and financing and st- combining these two ideas is the way they solved it. Yeah. Um, bravo, because it took me, it took me two viewings of it to kind of, you know, if this is the case, it took me two viewings of this movie to connect the dots and kind <laughs> of, uh, figure out that that's probably what happened. Um, cause it, it, it's sort of, it, it, it doesn't really work, but, unless you really sit there and think about it um it takes a while to uh, to realize that um yeah it's not a good movie uh, not bad at all. it was uh, i would say i am not going to say I'm disappointed it's just that i was um expecting it to be weird in a different way um i, I think i can see that yeah i think we 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 talk about like movies that are just kind of like like uh sorceress got really weird at the end. It was like we just went batshit crazy. In a and, in a
3: partially good way.
2: Yeah, like you just like throwing things against the wall wall and see what sticks sort of way. It's like we got this look at this giant crazy lion puppet we have with wings. This shit's nuts, comes out of nowhere. Um <laughs> <laughs> um but this movie is just kind of weird because it seems like it's weird out of necessity yeah
0: um
2: but good for alison loman for making something out of her career hopefully she's happy because she hasn't she's she's had an interesting career because she like had like a six-year absence too um i believe to have kids i think she had like two kids but like between 2009 and 2015 she did no work um so I believe she had her two kids at that point, and then t- since twenty sixteen she hasn't done anything. She had three, like for someone that's been around since like ninety eight. Eight. We're not gonna count Nausicaä of the Valley of the Wind. Um, yeah, that's
3: a, you know, voice voice, voice work. Yeah.
2: Um, to only have after she comes back, she's al- after she's come back in twenty fifteen. She's only though she only has three roles. Um. It's very interesting, because yes. you know she was you know, she was in big movies too. Matchstick Man was her kind of breakout. She's been Big Fish. She's working big directors. She's in Flicka, um, Things We Lost in the Fire, Beowulf, Drag Me to Hell. These were all in the span of a couple of years. Gamer. She had one she...
3: one hell of an agent. Yeah. During that time, to get to get to go from this movie to that string of movies
2: you know well sure she had some tv too in there yeah. you know she probably made she probably still paid her dues for a while after this
3: yeah yeah you safe harbor your dues what and...
2: the hell's safe harbor no it's idea like a, a widowed sheriff and his three sons live with his mother at the motel she owns yeah so it's not like she didn't go from this to matchstick men so no. um she you know sure she had a good agent but she probably you know did some hard work too yeah Delivering she had to do Milo. some good work
3: to get to that agent yeah. But then whoever she signed with did a real good job after that.
2: Sure. Um so good for her. Hopefully she's doing she's having fun being an acting coach. Um her husband directed what did he direct? He directed uh the second Ghost Rider movie.
3: Okay.
2: Spirit of Vengeance. Um, uh, of course, uh, some other things too. What else did he direct? Uh oh, he's writer director of Crank and Crank too. That's okay. where he that's where he started. Crank Crank, High Voltage, Gamer, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, and the Vatican Tapes. He hasn't worked since 2015 either as a director. Yeah. What are these people doing?
3: <laughs> Probably, you know, like uh, like acting school. Maybe he's a writing coach or something. I don't know. Like, you know, you you there there are jobs to do in L.A. that aren't you I know so. working. And if you got enough of a name, like how many how many how many bros that want to write movies out there, you know, wouldn't want to go, you know, sit in a class that was the guy that they crank, you know, he could make a good couple thousand dollars a lesson mm-hmm. off of just saying, I'm the guy that, that direct the crank, bro direct okay. the crank, and get a lot of guys from USC to go over <laughs> and take the class.
2: Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they're quite happy, but I'd like to I would like to aware uh, there are they now sort of thing. It's okay. all I'm missing. On C.R.A., exclamation point, the sea monster. Yeah, it was it was
3: more confusing than anything else. Um, as you said, I had the advantage to being, I probably was the last one to watch it of the three of you, was seeing you mention the green screen stuff, and, you know, just little, and then finding out Alison Lumen was in it before watching it. Um, made my experience probably a little different than, than the two of you uh, watching it. Um but I, I, I had a lot of fun catching those little green screen and the unfinished CGI stuff um, and seeing how progressively worse the uh, miniature sets got. Um, that was all the fun in it for me. I barely could keep track of some of the plot. Um, you know, the fact that uh, the monster goes from apparently Italy to the East Coast of the United States. But um,
2: well, we never actually see it in Italy.
3: But it says that that, that uh, thing got It says destroyed. it's been
2: destroyed, yeah. But we never actually yeah. see it.
3: Oh, but well, I don't think it's a very deep plot in that it's you're, it's someone else that destroyed it. Well, no, maybe they go, maybe they talk about it in Planet Patrol.
2: They say that it's there. It can't be a coincidence. Yeah, that it was destroyed. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So yeah, essentially.
2: I'm not. I'm not suggesting that there's a conspiracy. I'm just saying that it's weird that they say it's been destroyed, but we haven't seen it, and then we haven't seen him make a move that fast in terms of yeah. going from. Italy too, where he was.
3: Maybe because he's aquatic, he can swim faster than he can run. Maybe. Yeah, but um.
2: you bending over backwards for this movie, Mark. Oh, I'm trying.
3: To, I try. I try to. <laughs> I uh um. You know, full disclosure, I was paid by the. No, I'm just Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was. It was just. It was just just finding out the little error. watching for the the errors and stuff was what actually made this movie you know bearable to get through.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. It's a it's a, a one that I will never forget um, because it's that weird. Um, yeah. I really didn't re- think of the idea of this maybe originally being two different movies until I saw the the end credits where it specifically calls out that the director that directed the Lure, Doom, and the Planet Patrol scenes was a specific yeah. director in the credits. So I was like, well, that's a weird thing to to put <laughs> there. Um, sure. So that's kind of why. I, I kind of made that connection and connected those dots. Um, but yeah, this is our kaiju. So this is our kaiju movie episode with connection with Godzilla King of the Monsters. Mark, yeah. who do you want to see Godzilla fight one day? Is there a question of the week?
3: Yeah, so I wouldn't mind seeing a crossover with uh, Pacific Rim. Okay, and fighting those kaijus in that movie, or even Jaegers, you know, it's it's a it, it 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 feels like it would be a natural fit, but they would have to get you know I would want the um, see it's such a hard thing because the movies in Pacific Rim and a lot of the characters from the original are good, but um, Jennifer Bodega is Burega is a really good actor, so maybe a mix. Maybe have him being one of the Jaeger pilots and helping Godzilla fight the other kaiju. That'd be a pretty cool movie.
2: Okay, I want to see him fight Ant Man as Giant Man.
3: Yeah, that was. Yeah, that that would be. Yeah, I don't know. Just do we still get wise cracking Paul Rudd in the movie? Sure. Okay, I'd be down for that then. <laughs> I wouldn't just want just a fight scene between Godzilla and Giant Ant Man without Paul Rudd making all kinds of jokes about it.
2: Yeah. Of course. Why uh, I want to see I want to see an MCU movie, Ant Man three, where he has to fight Godzilla. Yeah.
3: yeah. And uh, now does does Elizabeth Olsen play two parts in in that movie? Is she, no. Is she Scarlet Witch and the person She's off Godzilla? doing.
2: She's off doing uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch and Vision, what whatever it's <laughs> called. Uh, Vision and what's what the fuck's her name? Her real name. Wanda. Wanda, WandaVision—that's what it's called. WandaVision. Yeah. No, we can't afford. We can't afford her for this one. Yeah. Maybe Uh, we can get Alison Lumon. Probably could get Alison Lumon. She's (laughs) probably happy not being on set all the time. (laughs) And honestly, sometimes uh, being on a set as limited as I am at these these point in my life, totally get that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, if If we can't get him, we can get her. We can definitely throw our couple thousand dollars around and see to get if we can get Darren McBee.
2: Darren McBee. Darren McBee and uh why am I just blanking on everyone's names right now? Fuck. Must be tired. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what Mark DeCoskis or Mark DeCoskis or whatever fucking guy's name from <laughs> Halloween three. <laughs>
3: oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah.
2: Well can't I, th- I can't think of anybody's names anymore. And I shouldn't do that, because that guy is my favorite, and I can't think of a <laughs> uh, Yes. Out. So that's going to wrap it up for us today. Uh, Mark, you got any plugs? Um, just a typical one, Stranger Damies. Um, we
3: started our um, latest session um, of episodes. Um, so this is by the end of this. Um, I think you guys actually may be caught up to us at this point. Um, by the time all these episodes run out before we would get the new crop of episodes up. So um, a little bit closer running in real time, which will sync up nicely because um, we're hoping to be on video for the next session. Um, so it'll be, it, it's actually a good time for this little break that we have. So um, be sure to subscribe to that. You know, it's on Google Play, iTunes, all that soon to be on YouTube. Um, you know, so it'll be fun. Um, we'll have a talking to strangers coming up. Um, and most importantly, the next episode or the episode that aired right before this was posted is episode sixty nine. So we have hit a great milestone in the history of this podcast. Uh and and, and we'll get there, I mean with Stranger Damies and we'll get there soon with they call this a movie.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um Yeah, this is episode thirty five, so we'll be there uh probably almost another year or so. Um so that'll be good. But it's a, it's 50- a good goal. It's a good goal, but uh, yeah, so uh, we are They Called This a Movie. You can find us at theycallthismovie.podbean.com or on basically any streaming app that you uh, listen to podcasts. Overcast, Stitcher, iTunes, we're all there. Just look for They Called This a Movie and we should pop right up. We are part of the Uh We post articles. I, I sh- Sure, we post articles. I haven't written anything in a while. <laughs>
3: Yeah, but, we, we have enough to do with this so far. Yeah,
2: um, but we do post there, and ever so often I'll drop a review, and I'm still going to do October stuff. But uh, that's that's for another time. But um, they the main damey uh It's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you want to find us there, uh, you uh, you can find us there, we post updates all yeah. the time. Uh, and uh, make sure to follow Geek Vibes Nation. Yes, we are part of Geek Vibes Nation now. Uh, Mark just came off of an episode of Geeks Against the Grain where they talked about their favorite uh, action movies and worst action movies uh, that they've seen. Um, Probably pop up on there again soon. Uh, So that's gvnation.com is their website. Geek Vibes Nation, just search again any podcast streaming app. They should pop right up. They do an episode just about an episode a day whatever it is that they they have a bunch of shows there. They got basketball shows, they got wrestling shows, they've got geek shows, uh, everything. Everything you think of, there's an episode there's a show for you on there. So subscribe to them, uh, leave some ratings for them, leave some rating for us, because that helps us out a great deal. You could uh, send us an email at the at gmail.com. If you have any uh, questions, comments, you want to suggest a movie we can watch, you want to—if uh, you have some inside information on Krah, exclamation point The sea monster, or Allison Lohman, or her husband, love to know some. Uh, close the gap on on those uh, on those conversations. Would love to know what she's doing or the explanation behind the different plot lines of <laughs> Kra! Would love to know. Um, but uh, yeah, those are all the ways you get a hold of the main Dami. Uh, Dan, who is no longer with us because he succumbed to Cross in Wrath, peace. Um, is at dEquino122 on Twitter. If yeah. you want to get into a fight with him on Twitter, um, you would not be the first person, but <laughs> you can find him there. Um, mark, yeah. uh, you are at, at off, the, off mark the mark tweet. tweet. And I am at Ant Is there anything else you wanted to mention before I do my sign off? No, no, no. That's
3: about it. I'm just uh, really excited um for, you know, possibly being you know, going to video. So Great. that's it's what I've been thinking about since we uh did our blocking for it over the Memorial Day weekend. So
2: Great. Okay. So this episode has been Craw Exclamation Point The Sea Monster from nineteen ninety eight, directed by Aaron Osborne and Dave Parker. So for Dan Aquino, rest in peace, and Mark Myers. This is Anthony Delvecchio telling Aaron Osborne and Dave Parker to go fuck themselves.